How's it going, folks? It's your friend, Luke, the Strip Club DJ, and welcome into another episode of One Two Review. And as most times, I'm here in California with my buddy, Alex. Hello. And How's it going? of course, over in New York City, Brandon. Yep. Hey, my name's Brandon. Guys, each week we rate and review movies in the simplest scale possible. We give it a one if we didn't like the movie. We give it a two if we did. We add up the points until we get to 20, and then we call it a day. All right, let's kick that intro. One. Two. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're here to review films, and the first one that we're going to review and rate for you is Dr. Phil the Movie. This is a 2017 film, just came out right at the end of last year. I think a lot of people saw it. Uh, It's a film about Dr. Phil interviewing himself at various stages of his life. I found it very interesting. I mean, okay, uh, I found the idea of it very interesting. I was kind of bored by it. It's a neat way to approach a documentary. Really cool to see a person interview themselves at different phases. And, you know, some of those Dr. Phil's were very fascinating. You know, he definitely did have a very meandering life for a bit there until he settled into what he really wanted to be. Uh, enough for me. Did you guys have any thoughts on Dr. Phil, the movie? I have plenty of thoughts. Let me tell you, sometimes I watch Dr. Phil clips on YouTube, and I like them. I can't say I've seen a whole show in a long time. So sitting down and getting ready to watch two hours of Dr. Phil, I didn't know what to expect. Now, hearing he interviewed himself and knowing that there was no CGI involved or no actors involved, I was curious, and I was not let down. They really did do this. This is Dr. Phil throughout different stages of his life actually being interviewed by himself. The first interview uh, amongst uh, quite a few of them, he's newly born. He can't even speak, but his parents are also there. So he gets to interview his parents right after he was born. insane it was insane very cool very 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 cool like what a cool moment to be able to create you know it's kind of a trip to think about how that affects his own psychology in the future when if you're able to go to the past and sort of talk to yourself um and i know this isn't really a direct version of that but um i mean but it's sort of like a, a bending of time but just like the effect that you can have on your infantile self just by, uh, you know, asking yourself. There has to be. What, what the hell were you thinking? You know, uh, what, what, what's this... going on in your head? What are you crying about now? Yeah, that was my thought, too. It's like he's clearly this movie clearly has to affect his timeline, you know, like it has to. There's no way that him visiting himself as a kid is not going to push him towards that i'd imagine it's absolutely going to affect him but who better to right. understand and fully express what is happening to him well, than and that, and dr phil somebody so in touch with his emotions you know he can handle I, situations like cash me outside girl i don't think exactly to be honest i don't think this really affected him much at all because <clears throat> to be such a powerful and um talented psychologist you have to constantly be mulling over what you've done, uh, the day's activities, your life, and be uh, analyzing that. So by the time you get back to that psychology, you're able to express to yourself in that time exactly what you're going through. And you're not going to muck it up. You're not going to say anything wrong to really change your pathway. You're just going to be clarifying what's going on in your earlier self's head. 
Well, that's why I think, I mean, yeah, I don't think Dr. Phil has changed in our timeline, but I'm saying I think this film might explain why he is such a good psychologist and that he has been in this kind of loop where he is a baby, he visits himself, he interviews himself throughout various phases of his life, and then he goes back in time and does it. I think, I'm guessing that this film, you know, we're seeing it now, but I'm guessing this has been a loop that's been happening his whole life. So he's been honing his own craft by talking to himself, which is amazing. I think that just explains again why he's been so good our whole lives is because he was inevitably going to make this movie to enable himself and empower himself in the past, which is awesome. You know, it's also a little scary. That's like a lot of power. And, you know, I don't know. I guess it's kind of, per. I mean, I guess that makes for a perfect person, an infallible person. Um, because if you look back, I mean, anybody looks back on their own life they can see some real big uh, turning points where, you know, you could have made a different decision and really um, changed the trajectory of your life and for the better or for worse, you know. For Dr. Phil, it seemed like a straight line, you know, all the mm-hmm. way to Oprah Winfrey and Dr. Phil show. Um, there was a little hiccup in 1988 where he hired one of his own uh, patients um, for his office without uh, specifically terminating him. You know, he, he they saw him and the Texas State Board took him um, and um, had a talk with him about that in 1988. But that was like the one of his big screw-ups in his, his, his life. And we that was a very emotional moment in the movie as well when he, mm-hmm. when he asked himself, now, what the hell were you thinking? Mm-hmm. That's his catchphrase. I mean, I'm not just doing a Dr. Phillip impression. That's just what he says. No, and that's honed and refined over who knows how many loops he's tried catchphrases, but that one does work, as we all know. Sticks. I yeah. will say I am intrigued because I am also we are all participants in this time travel experience. You know, is mm-hmm. our are our perceptions of Dr. Phil changing because of choices he ha- makes and his Absolutely. refinements? Are our Absolutely. perceptions changing or just his, you know, understanding of how we perceive him? So I don't know. This is new to all of us. But I'm excited that Dr. Phil is in charge and really leading the pact. He's really yeah, the best guy cool. to have access to this. Very cool concept, and and as a movie, it's it's entertaining. So again, yeah, I was a little bored by it, but but again, anyway, do you guys want to rate it? Sounds like we're about to kind of yeah, let's wrap it up. Yeah, I, I'm gonna give it a two. Uh, I, again, I was I was a little bored by it, but I'm fascinated by this man and and like the actual content, the scenes themselves didn't really excite me. But but overall, it is an interesting film and definitely um, something worth checking out. So yeah, two points for Doctor Phil the movie. Yeah, this is a rewatch for me. Definitely two points. Um, I'm still trying to wrap my my mind around what I just saw. And um, getting deeper inside of Dr. Phil's mind. Two points. Yeah, absolutely. Two points for me. The movie is enjoyable. Yes, it's entertaining. Yes. But can you imagine having this power? I think Dr. Phil is somebody we all need to keep an eye on. Possibly two eyes. Two points for two eyes on Dr. Phil. Excellent. That is six points for Dr. Phil, the movie. 
Every week on 1-2 Review, we take those points that we have reviewed a film, we add them together until we get to 20 points, and then we call it a day. And each week we have a different way of keeping score. And uh, this week it's been raining in New York, and Brandon has been collecting rainwater. And uh, to celebrate kind of April showers and, you know, spring and new beginnings, uh, we're going to kind of toast to that. And Brandon has been collecting tons of water, and he's got 20 glasses of water ready, and he's going to drink one for each point that we give. So that is uh, six glasses of water for Brandon to drink right now. I don't know Do you guys if I'm ready any, for uh, this. Think you'd like to say about spring? Any thoughts? Yeah, why don't you guys talk about you know the spring, what it means to you, why I drink this water. Six glasses is a lot. Well, springtime in New York is, man, that's such an important time because it's been frozen, it's been cold, all the pipes have been riggedy. Brandon just actually got his hot water heater fixed. He's actually got hot water after yeah. three days of not having any. That's true. So that spring thaw. Now, if his, his, if his hot water heater breaks again, he can just go jump out in that April shower. Just go splash around in uh, in uh, Central Park there, as far as I know. Man, I just got a little bit of, like, reminders to everyone out there. It's, it's spring, so it's time to get out there. Like... When fall comes around, some things you're going to regret. You're going to be like, I should have gone camping more. Should have gone to the beach. Should have gone to the mountains. Should have gone on that picnic. Should have gone to the park. So just start getting those ideas going in your head. Start making those plans. Come on. It's spring. It's about to be summer. That's a great Let's idea. Yeah. Mark your calendar and set up set up a, a camping trip. Not too early in spring, though, because if you set up a camping trip right when spring starts, that's when all the bears are coming awake, and uh, you could have some kind of bear encounter. And that's when they're the angriest. Early spring and late fall. Mm-hmm. Yeah, be aware of those bears and get out there into the wilds. Uh, how's it going, Brandon? I'm, I'm almost good. I got, like, four and a half down. Cool. It's um, lukewarm, and it's been hanging around for a day or That's two now. That's real so. New York spring water, right? Real New York rainwater? Rainwater, rain rain, Spring yeah. rainwater. Spring rainwater. Nice. Is that what they mean when they say spring water? Is that what or is that just air collected? No, straight in the air. I just put it on my little fire escape out here. Nice. It's kind of already sitting weird in my stomach, though. I'm not going to lie. That's got to be refreshing. Kind of. Well, um, I got a, one, a couple more to how go. How high actually. up are you? Because I know that it, like the higher up you are, the fresher the water is because the less it has to like bounce off of the city, bounce off of the skyscrapers. I'm on sub-basement four. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> okay. Oh, so you're no. kind of getting the street level. It kind of splashes down onto your... What's underneath the street more? Like sewer level and subway stuff. <laughs> I thought when I visited you were in that nice second story place Yeah well Times change man Okay Brooklyn. Yeah I mean you gotta You gotta Do what you can to stay afloat right I feel full already Well we'll take a sponsor break And you can digest And we'll review another movie And you'll be ready to go Okay Alright Let's kick it to a sponsor Scramblebox is back and better than ever with our brand new OmlaGo Wakey Bakey Packs. These excellent new 2x3-inch packets will produce three hard-boiled eggs in any morning commute coffee. 
They're cat tamper proof for easy grabbies. Simply dunk the packy in steamy coffee, then give your cuppy or sippy cuppy a shaky wakey while you drive. The motion of the car accelerates the achy bakey process. Stay in motion, it's just that easy. Use promo code MovieWoovy. That's M-O-V-I-E-W-0-0-V-I-E at checkout for a free pack of Fun Salt with every order. Two flavors limited per order. Per address, void in states where prohibited. Wow. Thanks, Luke. I, it's been a while since I've had a achy wakey, but this new morning commute, it sounds perfect for my sippy cuppy. I'm glad they specified that. Have you had those? Oh, uh, yeah, it works perfect. Uh, I tried one. It was delicious. Works perfect. You think it's going to be a big mess. You think it's going to, it's not going to work. It's going to get coffee and it's going to be burning your hands, but works perfectly fine. You pull that little pouch out of your coffee. You got your coffee there. You got your eggy and uh, your fun salt to flavor everything and uh, give it a nice little I'm normally spice. A, yeah, I'm normally a two egg guy, uh, but these three hard boils are easy to go down. I liked it. What's super cool is, yeah, when you're in a car, it, it takes about two or three minutes. I did one on the subway the other day, and I was moving Ooh. much faster. So they were done with, like, in 10 seconds, I had these beautiful hard-boiled eggs in my coffee. Delicious. With that being said, we all saw a movie, right? A couple mm-hmm. movies. One I movie we all saw this week, we saw Beach Chud. Oh, yep. boy. Oh, oh, boy. Here oh we go. Boy. Beach Chud. So a, lo- a while ago... We, remove, we reviewed a movie in a certain genre that I'm, I don't want to spoil, but uh, it's, it was popular in the 70s. Here we go again. Swing number two. This movie called Beach Chud. A well-endowed stoner chud wanders the beaches of SoCal. Sounds like a normal movie. One thing is he is naked the entire time. And this is another installment in the exploitation films. Alex, Luke, what did you guys think of this? Well, yeah, this one is cool because, you know, they're doing new exploitation films, and they're definitely pulling from these old ones, and this is a classic old one. This is from the 70s, and it stars Milton Palmer, one of the stars of the whole exploitation movement. Uh, that said, not my cup of tea at all. Uh, you know, I like beaches. I like weed. I'm cool with naked guys, but, man, just an hour and a half of this guy kind of wandering around uh i don't know he, yeah again not my cup of tea that that's it was i was intrigued the whole he time he causes some trouble he saves the day sure. a couple of times and of course sure. it's all because of his giant cock um uh-huh. and i was say uh, the filmmaking is pretty clever the way they had him nude the entire film and they hid him they hid his bush and genitals behind you know a garbage can a seagull a flying frisbee, uh, you know, mm-hmm. a, a perfectly placed At hamburger. At first. At first. And then and then it's there. And then it's there. And then it's there. Oh. Oh, that's our then it's there buzzer. You said then it's there twice. Sorry. You then get a say it twice. Then it's there. All right. Uh, but but when when his uh, when his penis whatever makes his appearance, it's it's there for a long time. You get very used to it. Here's the thing. So the movie that we reviewed in the past was called Dick Eater. Dick Eater was a horror film. This movie doesn't have the same hooks 
and the same sort of genre structure and backbone for me, like the horror movie. It didn't have the mm-hmm. same tropes. This was kind of just a stoner guy. Yeah, he, he did save the day a couple of times, but it seemed on accident, you know? Yeah. I mean, Dick Eater was about a lot of different dicks, yeah. and that's how kind of Cox were exploited in that one. This one's just, I think this one, the star is the dong, you know? It's that guy's dick is kind of... Again, True. once you meet it, the, I'd say the whole film shifts focus. Like, even the camera angles shift. The whole film drops down about two, three feet. Uh, and then by the, the end of it, they're obscuring the actor with the same fashion they obscured his genitals earlier with signposts. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you can't, even see his, so, you can't even see his face acting. You just see him hand acting near his dick. See, so this all said, this all said, I also very much see the relevance of how women in film and stuff have been treated and how that is sometimes how they feel and definitely how I've seen them treated in films as just bodies. So there, it definitely gave me social awareness watching this movie. Again, especially towards the end when you were just kind of watching, you know, it'd be like a subway car and you'd, you'd, he'd be obscured by bags or whatever and stuff around him, but you'd just see his dog, you know. Yeah. Well... The thing, it was unnecessary, but that's what exploitation is. The thing know? about Dick Eater was you'd watch it, and after a while you'd be like, all right, I'm kind of tired of looking at this thing. Let's see something happen. And then the dick gets eaten or attacked or viciously mauled. And it's like, it like gives you a little relief from the scenery. You know what I mean? It gives you a little break from having to stare at a dick. This one is just a sort of a one-note film of the same hairy guy and his, you know, the same dick over and over again. And it really does get old really fast. And for them to make this movie an hour and a half long takes the exploitation genre to a whole nother level. Yeah, but that's, I think, that well, this is, again, the heyday of it, and so I think this is almost, maybe even, like, almost the climax, pun intended. Like, this might have been kind of the peak of it, because I don't think there's any other film that does it quite like Beach Chad, you know? Uh, no, real quick, I'm, we I'm should... glad they snuck in the original before the remake. Supposedly, Von Trier is doing a remake of this film, so. Oh, jeez. Um, real quick, I want to say it was directed by Jerry Vezina, starring again, like I said, Milton Palmer, uh, Mary Opitz, and Vivian Brewster, all in there. They, they, they did great jobs. I really liked Milton Palmer, and again, he's in quite a few of these films. But, um, and I've always kind of enjoyed his performances in the, the I guess, the, the couple other Cox exploitation films I've seen. His Cox performance, yeah. Well, again, he though it's not featured as much in those other films. Those are kind of more, you know, he's just in it for a second or whatever. This is again, it, it's given its own lead role, which you know again makes me say again and again, it's wrong to do that. But I think film has been doing that to women, so it's just really interesting to be like, oh, this this feels weird to see a man's body exploited like this. Uh, I wonder what it'd be like. Well, if you read the old interviews, if you read the old interviews with Jerry Vizina, he talks about how this was his opus, this was his stamp on his exploitation letter to America, saying, "All right, this Mm -hmm. is the end, guys. Look, we're going to make the end all be all of exploitation movies. We're going to give you what you want, and." It's going to be Beach Chud. Yeah. I mean, it kind of encapsulates the whole genre in itself. At the beginning, they're blocking it out. That symbolizes us as a society not ready to see the male genitalia in film. And then, you know, we see it. We deal with it, and then by the end, that's all there is. Blocking it in. I think he was comment. He was commentating on how big 
exploitation could be it might overpower normal traditional film we need to tone it back guys we need to be the stoner we need to you know chill out yeah, yeah. totally i agree well you guys ready to drop some points on this, beach yeah. chat yeah ready. uh I'll, I'll go first i'm, I'm gonna give it two uh, it really 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 opens my brain up to a different perspective of looking at how humans are presented uh, in in art, I'll even put it that broad because it's that true. Two points for Beach Chud. Um, very poorly made, and I think the they get their point across pretty quickly, and then it just becomes like I said, the same one note joke or whatever, the same thing over and over again, very quickly. So one point from me. They could have tried a little harder. One point. Get the balls in there, you know? Well, okay, I'm not going to give it one point. I am going to give it two points. I think it, it it in itself is, you know, an experiment. But it says a lot, and it's art. So two points for me. Go see it. It's worth seeing. Cool. Cool. Brandon just gives all art two points. If it's art, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what, Brad. You'll be thanking me for my one point when you drink these five glasses of water. Five. Points. That's true, and it's it's starting to rain pretty hard now. So I put a couple more glasses out. Maybe get outside. Them, talk to your neighbors. Try to get them like out. Well, at least try to get them out on a park bench or something, so it's not pouring in from the street level. No, it's better. I'm out here now. Hold on. Cool. You, you don't have um, to drink a whole pint glass either, Brandon. Just like a ten ounce glass is fine. 10 or 12. It is a 10 ounce glass. It's just, I've modified these glasses to have a small berth at the top. I have a problem with big gulps, so. Oh, yeah, you've you've got a fluted glass. Yeah. They call that fluting. Like a champagne flute, where it's bigger at the. How is it? How does it taste? Does it taste better? It's it's smaller at the top. No, it's gross. It's gross. That's what I mean. It's smaller at the top, it's bigger at the base. See, when we had talked about this, I was expecting it to be delicious water collected from, like, the roof of your two-story apartment. Brandon, you could add some regular water. You know what? You could add some water from your old water heater that you got lying out outside. There's still some water in oh, yeah. there. That's true. Yeah, no, I'm, gonna stick, I'm sticking to the spring. Cream. I'm sticking to the spring. Cool. Natural spring. Rain Dude, water. that's going to be that's gonna do so much good for your body. One glass down. Here we go. How many do I have to do? It's eight. I don't even do eight a day. Eight? And it's oh, eight. God. Okay. Eight. I got to shut up. Oh, no, talk talk about a, something. You're just a tiny bit over the, the normal goal, even. So you're just a little ahead of everyone right now. Yeah. Plus, there. I mean, we should all be knocking out our eight like this. Just slam our eight glasses. Yeah, just wake up, drink eight glasses of water, get out of the way. That's really the best way to do it. That's the way I used to do it. Oh shit! Okay, still going. A couple more. Yeah, keep going. We got time. <clears throat> I will say, uh, Alex missed it. He was on vacation, but we did have a whole week of rain in LA two weeks ago. Next time, save me some of that water. Yeah, save it. So you guys can do this next time. The city saved it. I feel exhausted. Well, you can see the city Why? saved it for you. All you have to do is go swim around in Santa Monica Bay. <laughs> And get uh, 
get some of that uh, L.A. city water, that that top scum on you. World famous L.A. top scum after the rain. Well, Brandon, how are you feeling, yeah. buddy? feeling like I'm slowing down on the six glass here. You're drinking six? You're only supposed to drink five. Drink five. <laughs> I thought I had to do eight. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, stop. Stop there. You, you did, did it. You did good. You did good. Oh, God. I feel yeah, sick, no, guys. Should. I feel a little it's weird. It's okay. You're fine. You did it's six, okay. and then you need to do you did, five. You did you six. We'll count it. We'll just count it as five, and then and then we'll keep going. Cool. No, I mean, we could even give them the 12. Whatever. No. It's okay. We can transfer Thanks, it over yes. to the next one. Sure, we'll do that. We'll transfer one over. I don't know. It doesn't seem fair. doesn't really seem... Well, okay. that's, what was, that's what I was trying to get at, Alex. I'm going to sit down. Why don't you guys play a sponsor? All right. Hit a sponsor. Ladies, there are literally hundreds of older guys out there. You just got to find them. Look, we're here to help. Sign on to Older Guy Link today and find horny older men in your area that are interested in sex. Tired of all the runaround? Cut to the chase. Find horny older local men today with us at olderguylink.com. By guylink.com. Okay, guys. I don't know if I'm comfortable with that ad anymore. We need to check our, like, limits on what we can advertise because that one makes me feel weird. I don't know, Brandon. They're, we're just, they're just everybody needs help. help everybody needs somebody. <clears throat> well, that being said, we all do need somebody. Sometimes we need a turtle. The movie we next we saw next came out just this year. It is called Sleeping Tortoise. It stars Taylor Ramirez and a turtle, of course. It was directed by Carl Caesar. This is an indie film. It follows Jared Mint as he tries to bring his sleepy tortoise, Lettuce, to a winery in Arizona. There are quite a few complications on their journey. And it is a journey, a hero's journey. By the end of it, we learn a lot about each other and hopefully a lot about ourselves. What did you guys think about this film? It's a charming. A hero's journey. It's a charming film. <clears throat> Excuse me. A hero's journey, but a lover's journey, too. Um, and... A journey, yeah. a journey of discovery about life, really. Um, you know, Jared, like a lot of tortoise owner, owners, is sort of an inside guy. Uh, doesn't spend a lot of time traveling. And for him, this trip to the Crystal Rose in Arizona is really a way to, pardon the pun, break out of his shell. And mm-hmm. so... He gets the invite from his cousin who is, you know, obviously that's where they're having the wedding. His cousin is getting married and it turns out, um, I don't want to spoil it, it turns out there's going to be a double wedding at the Crystal World. It's more more about that later, but on, on the way, uh, even though it's a really slow animal, Lettuce, the tortoise, teaches Jared a lot about life um, on its little... Uh, on its little escapades, it escapes a couple of times, and when Jared has to run around to try to find Lettuce, um, he learns some lessons and and realizes a few things that the the tortoise itself is trying to teach him. I wasn't sure. Can you guys clarify who was the? How did he get the tortoise? He got it from it. What it was it a will or? 
It was passed down. Yeah, it wasn't quite a will. It was more like a rites of passage thing. It was passed down to him when he was 13 years old. I didn't understand who that the man was that gave it to him, but... I think it was his, his like, uncle or something. Yeah, either yeah. way. Um, so, yeah, he inherits this tortoise when he's a kid. He has it his whole life. Uh, he's an indoor kid, I guess, right? He has trouble connecting, but he connects with his tortoise. Yeah, as much as, as, much as um, you can. Yeah. All right. Okay. So just okay. So you said heroes. I just want to know more what you guys thought of it because I didn't. I felt like this. I felt like his relationship with the tortoise was unhealthy. Well, yeah. Well, let's get to that. So yeah, there are many okay. hurdles. The first hurdle is you can't fly with a tortoise. This is set nowadays, and recent laws have gone into effect that says you can't fly with tortoises. So they had to do a road trip. This is a long road trip. None of them were expecting to do this. But, of course, this is part of the journey. <clears throat> what what better place than on the road to learn a lot about yourself and to learn about your passenger? So on these long stretches of the highway, they would get to know each other even more. But that, that Okay, so again, this is my problem is that he's had the turtle since he's 13. He's what in this movie? 38, something like that. He's already had the tortoise for you know his whole life and so they kind of make all this weird bonding happen and i feel like he would already had this connection with this tortoise he's been living with this thing mostly in isolation well it's, I mean, so I guess it's about i guess it's about him and the tortoise seeing the outside world right yeah let's together. say that and let's say with that they form a new type of bond he starts seeing the tortoise in a different light well yeah. you know sure. in the past the one that i don't yeah they had they had he was wearing a different set of glasses he's wearing he's seeing the tortoise through a different set it's of lenses a, he falls in love know? he this is spoil, spoiler alert he falls in love with the tortoise and they end up getting married they do and yes. and and then they live together and they end up buying the crystal rose and owning it and then and then he and then he eventually dies and the tortoise is passed on yeah it's really yeah. really sad ending actually <clears throat> and um Sort of a, a really erotic reveal, I guess. To sort of explain what you guys were getting at, when you're living with an animal and you have a TV, you really don't spend a lot of time paying attention to the animal. You spend a little more time to paying attention to the TV. So when you're out on the road, you don't have a TV, you don't have a computer to to really distract you. You sort of your attention sort of goes back to each other. You know what I mean? So that's really okay. what brought them together. Sure. And the erotic scene is the first night um, sleeping under the Arizona moon in that tent where it gets a little too chilly for lettuce and she unzips the tent and sneaks inside and sort of cuddles up to him next to the pillow. And he's he's sweet. And like he's it. a little freaked out. I think the audience is supposed to be a little off put by it because of the glint in her eye. But um I don't know. It, it it just sort of hinted at sort of maybe that there's something a little bit deeper in this um, cross species relationship. For sure, for sure. I'm not I'm not ready for this kind of film, man. And I get I get the kind of if it's at all on purpose that it's a bestiality film, but it's a, it's a tortoise. It's a slow one. It's a creeping creeping into the zeitgeist or whatever. But I am not. I'm not cool with this film. And there's also the implication for me, and this is what I was getting back at the beginning, I think whoever gave it to him, his uncle or whoever that guy was, I think he he was probably sleeping with this tortoise too. And now even, like, it's passed on again. And I'm not saying that the tortoise is some sort of 
slut or anything. Um, I mean, but now that I'm saying it out loud, like kind of a little bit, but I'm not, I'm not saying that no, it's just a tortoise that's been sexually abused. Um, well, okay. Yeah, I yeah, mean, I totally take that yeah, my previous statement. I, I feel like this animal's being abused, even though it's snuck into that tent. It's like, and we didn't see what he did. We never see anything they do. To be fair to the listeners who haven't seen this film, it never shows anything graphic, but it's implied, right? It's it's it implied. Is, absolutely, uncomfortably. I don't like it. So uh, I don't know. That's kind of where I am on it. I don't know. It's not that I don't like it. I just, I wasn't ready for it. I wasn't expecting it. When will you be? I mean, when will anyone ever be? I mean, I don't know, but it's, I don't know. It's directed by Carl Caesar. Uh, Gary Strickland's in this. Susan Brin, Michael Malik, or Rachel Malik, sorry. Um, Maybe it's, it's just love, right? It's just love. Maybe they don't have any... They don't have to have sex. It's just love. Well, I mean, I think they probably do. Because when they're... No, we can all agree. They definitely... There's definitely sex happening. Whatever whatever kind of... What, something. There's some sort of intimacy. Physical intimacy between yeah. the two. Again, like I guess it's fine. I just don't know why I, I need to see a movie about it. I don't know what it was doing to me. I guess it's it's making us have this conversation. So there you go. And I'm you know I'm sure the tortoise in the film and the man in the film weren't actually you know they're actors. They're portraying these things. So I guess this film is just uh, designed to make us have the conversation. So I guess that is good. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if it's a conversation we need to have whether people should be sleeping with tortoises or not. But we're having it. I think we are. We're, we're done with it. <laughs> I, yeah. I definitely need thing? to give this one a rewatch. Um, this this movie for me is is uh, it's a lot of fun. It's a it's very deep and thoughtful. You know, like we experienced in just right now in our review of it, um, and, um, and and maybe it explores some uncomfortable themes, but it explored some timeless ones as well. So two points for me. Oh yeah, I'm sure. The themes in this film are pretty timeless. Since the dawn of man, I think we've been exploring this probably. Uh, I don't want to talk about it though. So one one point, one point for sleeping tortoise. Yeah, I know. I was talking about art and giving everything two points for its art, but I don't know. This point she gets one point for me. So one point. All right. That's four. What did you I, give it? Four. Right? I give it two <laughs> points. All right. Four. Yep. All right. Uh, four glasses of water, buddy. Cheers. <clears throat> yeah. To spring, to new beginnings. Yeah, I have to pee really bad already, but I think I'm going to do these four. You got to hold it. You got to hold it, dude. We're and then done. go. Don't break this right. seal, because okay. then you'll have to pee worse. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> oh, boy. I'm running out of the stale stuff. I got to take to the fire escape get some fresh stuff. Hold on. Yeah. Good. That'll be better tasting. Brandon, um, you know, you could try some crackers, some stale saltines. You could try, you could try some of those scramby, scramby eggs. Did you get a little pack? I think we all got some practice packs of, of the Wiki Bakey promotion. Um, yeah, it's dangerous to do open them though if you're not in motion. Uh, you only need to do three glasses next. We're gonna carry one of those over. Oh, you don't want to carry one over. No, that's important. 
No, I'm important. Right, so that's rules are important. That's important that you mention that. What happens if you if you break open the excellent uh, wakey bakey packs before? If you're not in motion, do you know what happens? If you try to do, no idea. Have you tried this? No, we can try that later. It just says not eating, to. But. Kids have been eating those packs without putting them in. Maybe the they just come out rotten. I mean, raw. Mm. Yeah, it's not it's good for you. Energy that yeah. so okay, last glass here, guys. This Fast, come on. This isn't so come bad. Come on, just like it's college. We'll pretend like I mean, it's a beer. Okay. You know, there's something there's okay. something satisfying about listening to chug water. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if I'm gonna. Pee or puke first, but I'm gonna go and I'll be right back while you guys do a sponsor. Okay. All right, sponsor. Actually, Brandon, you can't go yet. You got. It's your turn to do the sponsor. Okay. Vape Daddy is a revolutionary device that recollects your vape exhalation so you can vape your juice twice. A small tube goes down your shirt to a collection chamber that easily fits into any pant pocket. Be discreet and collect every puffer later and never make a when you vape indoors with the dad. Order today with Grummo Cobra Brew Daddy and a free Apple Daddy flavor booster for your recycled vape juice. Cool. Thanks, Brennan. Um... Before you can go pee, let's. We got one final movie. Uh, it's called Flunkers, and it's actually coverage and little cut scenes, little um, scenes that they integrated in with the coverage of the world's second annual high school dropout awards, uh, live and of course hosted by one of our favorite high school dropouts, Billy Crystal, um, directed by Jason Shook. This uh, movie was. Um, well, I'll let you guys kick it off. Do you guys have any first impressions yeah. on Flunkers? Yeah, I mean the the Flunkers are the Dropout Awards, and so again, it's this was not quite a movie. Uh, this is like uh, when the Oscars happen; people sometimes go to a movie theater to watch the live stream of the Oscars, and so that's what we had the privilege of doing. Apparently, Brandon got the numbers something like thirty-five other people nationwide. Yeah, not a very big launch. Not a very so, big launch for Flunkers. So, uh, so you, you went in New York. Luke and I went here in L.A. There was one other person. No, no. There was like four other people there, five people there. It's a lot. So we had a big probably showing of the people that came out and watched this uh, thing. Um, yeah, one of the guys, one of the guys in, did, the, in the theater was kind of a real jerk, making farting noises and really was kind, kind of screwing up the movie for us. But anyway. Sure, sure. But he left. They kicked him uh, out before it ended. And it's live, so what do you expect, you know? This was, I didn't know there were high school dropout awards. I didn't know that uh, high school dropouts was getting as much traction, you know. We did 7 O'Clock High. We reviewed that movie, um, you know, almost a year ago. And that movie was already a couple years old, but I didn't realize. Well, let me tell you, times have changed. Yeah, dropping out of high school is now an achievement in itself. If you make it that far and if you can make it into high school you don't even have to graduate now if you're a dropout that's pretty far yeah so people celebrate that now yeah apparently 
And these are people that get, they don't quite complete the year. They don't graduate, but they drop out. And, you know, some of them make it 84% of the way. Some of them make it 20% of the way. We celebrate some of their moments. The celebration was is about as full of fanfare as you could have expected. Um, It was half-assed. Everything was half-assed. Yeah, the red carpet was, the red carpet interviews were sort of uh, wishy-washy at best. And, you know, the real enthusiastic people seemed... I don't want to. I don't want to say that they seemed dumb, but they just didn't seem like they were prepared. Um, and then, <clears throat> a lot of the awards, when they were finally being awarded, a lot of people didn't show up, um, were in the mm-hmm. audience, and weren't paying attention. Uh, didn't make it up to the stage to receive the award. Came up for the wrong award, and then um, I don't know if you guys really noticed a clear finish for this no well no No. i'm assuming you didn't stay did the theater even keep going after four hours of them you know they said basically we're gonna go to a commercial they aired about three commercials and then it came back to just a a live feed but no one ever came back on stage no one on stage yeah we waited for about three or four hours our theater shut it down they said we can't leave our projector running this long it's gonna melt stuff so yeah um yeah it seemed like the whole thing fizzled out it didn't seem like there was an ending which is very unlike the billy crystal that we know from you know hosting the oscars and stuff he's a a fan of showmanship and so it was strange to see that kind of he just slipped into it seemingly his old you know whatever it just seemed but i don't think it was him i think it was the whole the whole night was kind of slopped and and given up yeah the whole night just sort of slumped down and gave up on itself. Um, best best dropout was Janine Gallagher. We had most successful dropout, Edward Green. Most likely to be a successful dropout. Most creative Steven, dropout. Steven Ramirez, Johnny Soto. What about Class Clown? Did you find any of his jokes funny? Without the punchline to the, to the Iris setup. Iris Southern was his name? No. No. No, you can't, you can't do most of a joke and not finish it. Yeah. I mean, he. I mean, there's a meta humor to that, but no, thank you, Irish, Irish Southern. I don't know. I laughed. Was. I thought it was pretty funny when he, uh, um, when he called out Stephen Ramirez and said, "Fuck you, you're ugly," and then that was the end of his joke. Yeah, I got, it, really it, it got a is... laugh out of me, though. I mean, his delivery was pretty good. Sure, the other people in the audience, other four folk. Maybe that's maybe that's what yeah. I was laughing at is that it got a really good spike from the audience when he when he told Stephen he was ugly. I mean, I, I what I did what I will say I appreciate about this film is it was such a such a unique. Um, I don't know. I do improv comedy, and that thing is such a like ethereal. It goes away so fast, and and the fact that we got to see flunkers with thirty five other people. We got to see 90% of flunkers and then it fizzled out. Either way, that's kind of neat to me. There's something about uh, the specificity of that performance or that show. I agree. That it I was enjoyed. a cool experience. I'm glad we shared that moment together. Though I don't we are know if miles there will apart. be a third annual Dropout Awards. I don't know either, I don't know but I, this one I did hope there is. Worse. Yeah. Let's give us some numbers. You ready? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. 
again, I, I think it was such a unique experience at two. And if you ever get a chance, uh, go to this. But I'd say bring bring something to do. Give it. Bring a notepad to doodle on. Bring a soda, something. Kick your feet up and just pretend you're in detention and, and chill and watch this thing. So two points for me. And Luke, I don't want to sway your review, but I've had a lot of water today, so keep that in mind. Oh, yeah. That's true. Okay, yeah. Uh, one point from me for Flunkers, the quote-unquote movie. Uh, gosh, man, if they really had just applied themselves a little bit, had a better plan, had st- stuck to it, and um, and really and shot for a goal that was attainable, I think they really could have pulled this off. So, but they didn't. One point. Thank you, thank you for being courteous and understanding, Luke. Uh, for me, I I have to give Flunkers two points. I absolutely loved it. I thought it was just <laughs> such a cool way to share a moment with you guys, uh, even though we we're miles apart, and even though it did fizzle out. I'm excited that they will carry on hopefully with the third annual because i'll be there and i hope you guys will be there too and maybe more people so two points for me right on that's four points four glasses of water brandon you can make them small glasses of water well they're all rainwater at this point so they're a little bit smaller yes it's healthy um well brandon drinks that I i think i'm realizing i want to let our fans know that you can drink too much water. I don't know what... Um, Alex, have you heard of anything about this? No, it's good to stay hydrated, especially in the... In spring. rare cases. Um, okay, in rare cases, an extreme amount in a short time can be dangerous. It can cause the level of salt or sodium in your blood to drop okay. too low. That's a condition called hydroatremia. What's extreme? What, how much very is an extreme amount? and can be fatal. You can hear it called water intoxication. Uh, it doesn't say, though, how much You know what? Is, so. Can you just <laughs> Google how much, like, an extreme amount of water? You know what? It says, okay, it says, like, 20 to 24 glasses. But here's the thing. These people that are drinking this much water... It's not natural, right? It's not even spring there, water. It's not natural water, probably. It's probably in the desert, too. They're probably super thirsty, and they're already depleted of their natural... Uh, what, what are those? Electrolytes? They're probably yeah, and our, already uh, sweat everything well, out, sh- and so when they... Let's see, your kidneys can eliminate about 5.3 to 7.4 gallons of water a day, but can't get rid of blah, 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 blah. Therefore, in order to avoid the symptoms, you should... I just puked a little bit, guys. Don't, uh-oh. Don't drink more than 27 ounces of water per hour. I already had water earlier, too, so it should be That's good. That's a one... Don't drink more than a liter an hour. How much is... What are you at? Twenty something glasses. Twenty. So that's like twenty. Go one more that's to go. Like, one more to go. I mean, if my math is right, that's like eight. That's like eighteen to twenty-six ounces of water. That's fine. Okay, so he's normal. So you're fine. Are how you many? Know? How many ounces are in a pint? Couple more. Couple more sips, and I'm raising my hand in the air because it feels victorious, but it okay, feels heavier found- and heavier. I just found nine signs you're drinking too much water. Uh, you never leave the house without a water bottle. 
you guys, I did, it, I did it, I did it, I did it. Okay. You did it, Brandon. Oh yeah, you might vomit and you might have a throbbing headache. It's okay, let's... Yeah. Swelling, discoloration of your lips, hands, and feet. Your legs might start to cramp. You'll feel... Here's the thing. What about tingling? Fingertip tingling? That's a symptom. Yeah, that it's gonna spread. Here's the thing, though, Brandon. The... Let me tell you right now, it is spreading. Not as slowly as I would have expected. Kind of in waves, this tingling. The the hyponatremia that you might be experiencing, it's counteractable by downing a couple eggs of the um, the wakey bakies or you could just eat the flavor packies but we have yeah because we haven't you i'm get, not in motion guys i can't just the room is spinning but i know i'm not in motion so i don't want to open the eggs here okay no but just have the just have the fun salt from the flavor packy that'll help okay just, just chill, chill bro, bro. You're New Mexican, man. Chill. Just Death shut out, out, dude. Uh, well, that's yeah. a day, yeah. We got to thank our good friend Rab. I will clearly pronounce his name for his contribution to our podcast. Thank you so much, Rab. Thank you, for Rab. That. Appreciate it. Uh, do you guys have anything to say? I mean, check out uh, one reviewcom We have a link on the upper right tab, so you can go to our Patreon and donate directly to us. Give us a buck or two a month. It's Give like us a, a buck or two. You can find everything one two review related on one two reviewcom Definitely follow us on Instagram. We're making that more entertaining for you guys, too. And uh, Brandon, you want to tell our users about next week's movies? Brandon? Maybe Alex. Maybe Alex can do that. Cool. Uh, great. Next week we are going to be reviewing Under the Angry Leaf, Alma Mildred, I Used to Be a Businessman, Castro's Last Cigar, another from the Doe series. Thanks, guys. Goodbye. Bye, Bye from Brandon. He's fine. He's fine, folks. He's fine.